0: Psalms. According to your notes, Psalm sixty-seven. Psalm sixty-seven tonight. I've been uh, in my personal personal uh, study, going through the psalms that are all um, related to, where it says in the little psalm titles, to the uh, to the uh, worship leader, or the choir director, or the uh, music, whatever. Just I thought it would be good for me personally. Just hey, go through those different psalms, see what the scriptures have to say. Um, in those areas. And Psalm 67 was one this last week that I was reading through and really challenged me in a lot of different ways. And hopefully as we work through it tonight, it'll be a blessing to you as uh, really that's a lot of what the Psalm is all about. Um, I don't know if you heard, there was about two years ago, there was an article that came out, some things that came out about a school down in Centerville, Pennsylvania that stopped doing uh, the Christmas carol because some people complained about the, the the famous line in the Christmas carol is, God bless us everyone, and they didn't like that, so they got rid of it, because they didn't want to hear about God's blessing and all. And I saw it pop up already again on, on Facebook, coming through social media from, from some of us here, and I just want you, wanted to let you know it's not true. Uh, it's actually a false article. They didn't do it, but they didn't do it because they didn't have room in the school. The, the classrooms got changed around and all the reasons why. It wasn't because of that. But what was interesting to me in that article when I was reading through it is that when they looked at, looked at the idea of why, why would people be so upset about the idea of God bless us, everyone, uh, there were some interesting interesting dynamics that people were talking about. And One of them was that well, we don't want to be dependent upon somebody having to give us something or providing for us something that we could not have. And yet I have that question at the top. How many of us, if, if we're just asked... How many of you want God's blessing in your life? I mean, isn't that sort of like the most redundant question I can ask here? You know, I'll be looking and go, uh, yeah, duh. Uh, and, and I would expect that. That's, that's where we're at. And it's interesting to me, I, I put down there, what cultural references? Like in our, in our culture here, we ask, there, there are times that the words blessing come out or bless, God bless or whatever. What, or we extend blessings to others. What are some of those cultural things that we do in our, in our culture where you hear that term? Sneezing, So everybody sneezes, and someone in the room is going to say, God bless you. Okay? You could be in a room of atheists and sneezing. someone's going to say, God bless you. It's just, it's there. Are there any others where we seek blessing from someone? Yeah. So I, w- I wanted to marry Sharon. I, w- I went to Pastor Binkley, tricked him into it, and then got him to say yes. But I, ultimately, I wanted his blessing to say, yes, this is you. I approve. You can go ahead. You sit, you sit in a restaurant and inevitably you're going to see somebody bow their head and what are they going to do? Bless the food. You know, you sit in five guys, Lord bless this food and help it to be healthy to my body. And it's like, how's that going to work? But you, you see that, people asking for, for blessings. We have the cultural references of wanting God's blessing or to, to bless. In fact, we're going to come up, we're, we're coming into that week, we're coming into that month, we're in that month. We're always talking about counting your blessings, counting your blessings. And oftentimes when we count our blessings, we're going to think of people, right? We're going we're gonna to bless God for the people in our lives, the people around us. We're going we're gonna, to, you know, thank God or be, count the blessings of our possessions, the things we have maybe our position, the where we're at. I'm thankful that I'm a pastor. I'm thankful for where God has placed me. I'm, I'm thankful for those things. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for the, the house that God has given me and the car he has blessed me with. And we can, we can focus in on those things. What's interesting to me on those dynamics is, and it's, it's going to sound weird coming from me because of positions, but every one of those things can also be a curse, can't they? The possessions that you have can they not turn into it? the people that are around you? Can sometimes that just you know drives you insane, and that can happen. Even your your job. I mean, Leanne, you said it tonight perfectly. You love, you're thankful for your job, and yet at the same time, you're like, all right, Lord, give me out, please. Can I find a new, you know, if that's what you want? And sometimes it, it happens that way, and we start to at times want the bl- we we start to enjoy the blessing more than the one who blesses us. And in Psalm 67, God's going to help us have a little bit of a perspective on his blessings. Um, we We seek God's blessings at times because, truthfully, we want to be happy. We want to be healthy. We want to enjoy life. We want those things to go well for us in our lives, in our children's lives, in our friends' lives. But if we don't add something to that, if all we're looking for is just happiness, if all we're looking for is just simple health, we 're falling short of what God wants in in blessing us and what his desires for for blessing us are in psalm sixty seven it, it starts off the prayer the prayer starts off God be merciful or gracious unto us, and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us and then that word silah or to to stop for a moment to pause to think on that to just to just render it in your mind for a moment but he says The idea of blessing, where is it rooted in? It's rooted in God. He starts off, the psalmist starts off and says, God. And then it's not only rooted in God, but it's rooted in God's mercy and his grace. He says, God, I need your mercy. I need you to withhold the things I don't and give me the things I do deserve. I'm I'm wanting that. We're longing for that, God. Bless us in that way. He says even, even a little bit further, he says, and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Isn't it amazing how quickly a facial reaction, you can read into that very quickly? You know, if, I, if I'm preaching something up here, and I'm saying something, and I look over here, and pastor goes, and starts doing that, I'm instantly going to read into that and go, Oh no, what did I say? I just blasphemed or something. You know, and, and you read into that. Or you as parents know, you, you, you give that look of disapproval. You know, the, the I can I can make that look, and the teens know it, and the young adults now know it, and it's like I can, yeah, I can. You three know. I mean, I can look at you guys and go, and they all okay, okay. CJ, you're you're yep, been there, done that, right? You have those looks, and yet we have the look of approval. And the psalmist is looking and saying, Lord, make your face to to shine, to glow, to radiate, to to beamingly look upon us with favor, with grace, with kindness, with love. And so the the prayer that the psalmist starts off with is saying, please, please bless us. Bless us with your mercy. Bless us with your grace. Bless us with your kindness, your love, your concern. It's hard at times because it's the opposite. God, show me your grace. Give to me those things that I don't deserve. It's it's very hard in our culture because you're going to get what you work for, what you earn. You know, we're taught, work for it, you want it, you get it. And sometimes you look and say, but God often grants or gives to us things maybe we don't deserve. I remember in college, I had a roommate one year, never failed. Come to the end of the end of the month, he'd go to his box, his post office box, and he would come home and he'd come back to the dorm room and go, "Lord's great. Lord is so good. You know, $500 in my bill, in my box, and I can put it on my bill. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, God, trying to do what you want me to do. You know, I'm doing all the right things, I'm jumping through the right hoops, why aren't you giving me some here? And that it becomes almost it feels unequitable. It feels like in my my sense of justice, why am I not getting what they're getting? And yet that's the beauty of grace is that God, in his divine wisdom, in his divine omniscience, understands that there are times that he's going to grant, going to give what we need when we need it. He's going to bless us how he sees fit. And so we, we look on him and we say, okay, we're going uh, to trust. be put a blessing as a gift from God that glorifies his name, that helps his people, and through them reaches out to help others who will glorify his name. Now, he's really going to send, that's a good synopsis of a lot of what's going to happen in this psalm. But I like that he says it's just something that God gives, not for the purpose of just me, but he gives it for me to glorify him, for me to help others, for me to magnify God. The greatest blessings in life really are not what God gives to us, but it's really the giver who gives the gift. And that's what the psalmist starts us off with. He said, God, you be merciful to me. You are the one who bestows. James reminds us every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father above. It's not, it's not the things that we do, but it starts there. When I was thinking about the context of this, there's not really a direct context of Psalm 67 from all the commentators. In fact, most of the commentators—it's actually pretty funny—they they really gloss over this psalm very quickly. It's not in the top forty, not in the top. You know, last week I joked about top three hundred. It's not in the top list of psalms. It's not one. If I hey hey, Psalm sixty-seven, most of you go, oh yes, let the peoples praise you, let the nations be glad. It's I say Psalm twenty-three. We all know that one. Psalm sixty-seven is is not in that same that same category. In fact, Martin Luther has a you know I don't use Luther's commentaries. I heard this, so I, I researched it to find out and see if it was true. He actually had a five-volume set on the Psalms. He completely skipped Psalm 67. And a five-volume set on all the Psalms, he just skipped over it. He's like, he didn't even bother with this one. So it's, it's like the unsung hero, but it's, it's rooted in truth. He, you, you, look at the, you look at the idea of blessing for a Jew understanding this if you go all the way back to Genesis 12, you remember God looks at Abraham and God says, I will bless you. And what does he also say about the blessing? It's going to go where? I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse you. He, so the blessing, the blessing of God was not just intended solely for Abraham and for Abraham's people. It was, it was intended, and you look through the Old Testament, there is a missiological, a missions-minded focus of God that Israel was to be going out. But I'd like you to flip back to Numbers chapter 6. Numbers 6 is, is really interesting. You see, God be merciful to us, you know, and bless us and cause His face to shine upon us. Number 6 is, Moses looks at Aaron and says, Okay, Aaron and the priests, I, I want you to do this type of prayer uh, for the people. And it's going to be very similar to what we just, what we just read. In fact, it's, it's often said that that's a quotation of this passage in Numbers. But there's a little bit of a change, and we'll talk about that in a second. Verse 22 of number 6, Moses says, The Lord spake to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and unto his son, saying, On this wise you shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance unto thee and give thee peace. And they shall put um, the name of the children of Israel, and I will bless them. But he, he's there. He's talking very similarly, like, Lord, be gracious to us. Lord, bless us. Lord, make your face to shine upon us. And so they, the, you have this perspective back. And what's interesting in number six is it's very focused on a national and a personal focus. And the, the, the word that's used for God in Numbers chapter 6 is Jehovah. So it's, it's a very personal Jewish context where uh, Aaron is praying, Lord, bless the people, bless your people. Help them to experience and understand your blessing, your hand of favor, your, your hand upon their life. As we go to Psalm 67, God's going to narrow the focus, and actually by narrowing the focus, he's going to expand it, you're, we're going to see his perspective, or at least a strong reminder from God to say, hey, this is what I really wanted. I didn't want you, Israel, to simply hoard God's blessing. I didn't want you to just say, it's just for us. We're only God's people and we want nobody else. He's, God desired the people to be going to other nations, to be bringing others to worship Jehovah, Jehovah. And so he had this desire to have them, to have them come in. And as we, we look at God's perspective here, it, it helps us to, to really wrap our head around, sometimes we think, I do, I, I think I know something, and I have a little bit of a wrong perspective on why something happens. There's a, a fifth grade class, a child, the, the fifth grade class was asked, um, what are the seven wonders of the world? If you had to write down the seven wonders of the world, what would you write down? And they were going to vote and see what the, the top seven were in their class. And a number of them wrote down, you know, the, the Great Pyramids, the Taj Mahal, the Great Wall of China. And they listed off these the great wonders. And as the teacher was looking and observing, she noticed that one little girl was off to the side and she was really struggling. So she walked over to her and asked her, said, what's, what's going on? Can I help you? She's like, there's just so many. I can't, I can't figure out which which ones to put. And she said, well... What are what are some of the what are some of the wonders, the great wonders of this world that you you wrote down? And the the little girl looked and she gave the teacher the list and she had down to taste, to feel, to smell, to hear, to walk, to laugh, to love. And the teacher looked and said, Hmm. I think you got it right. It was just that change in perspective to say, we look at all these things could be bought, they could be built, they could be made, but these are the things that we're given. These were the great wonders that have been given to us. And as we look at our lives, sometimes I have to look in my life and say, wait, what am I really focusing on? The material blessings, not evil. But do I start focusing on the blessings so much that I forget the one who's blessing me? Do I forget the things that I do have that I don't need to buy? That I don't need to focus, you know, not eternally on, but focus just here and now on? Look and say, okay, what's, what's God's perspective? And why should I even pray for blessings? Is it, is it important? And the psalmist, I do believe, lays it out. says, it's important for us to be praying, God bless us. Not, not for selfish gain. Not to just have things. Not to just, you know, build our barns and make our houses bigger. But Lord bless us and he's going to show us why. Why should we be praying for blessings for us? Why should I be praying that God blesses your life? Why should we be praying that God blesses this church? Why should we be praying that God blesses our missionaries and, and other believers and even our government and, our, and, and people around the world? Why should we be praying for God to bless them? And the psalmist, the psalmist lays it out. He says, God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Why? He says, that thy way may be known upon the earth, that thy saving health thy saving health among the nations. He says, let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge thy people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise thee, O God. Let all the peoples praise thee. Then the earth shall yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. This is one of those psalms that it's called a chiasm. It's really it makes it weird to try and diagram or to outline. But if you look at the beginning and the end, look at verse six. God be merciful to unto, unto us and bless us. There's this prayer. Verse seven is going to be the answer to that prayer. God shall bless us, and then you get verses two, you know, two and six, right in the middle there. Thy way shall be known on all the earth, and there's this, the prayer still going on. Then the earth shall yield. You have this, then verse 3 and 5. Do you notice they're like identical? Let all the people praise thee. And Right in the middle, he's going get to get to the thrust of his point in the whole psalm. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. So he's, he's going to drive us to verse 4. The psalmist is driving us to a point there saying, we want to see these nations glorify God. We want to see the peoples glorify God. When number 6 is happening, Israel's thinking Us. God is looking and saying, my blessings are for a purpose. The things I give to you, Art, the things I have entrusted to you, I am stewarding them to you. I am stewarding your children to you. I am stewarding your house to you. I'm giving you your vehicle for an intended purpose. I'm giving you your health for an intended purpose. These blessings that I give to you, Art, are for a reason. Not for you just to squander them upon yourself, but to use them for a God-given, ordained purpose what does he say? Why should we beg for God's blessing? Number one, because God's blessing is not something that we can gain for ourselves. which may seem like a duh. You might just be like, yeah, I get it. But how do we know that? One, it's a prayer that he's, he's praying at the beginning. God, please be merciful. And the idea of mercy and grace, things that I deserve and God doesn't give me or things I don't deserve, but God gives to me anyway. They're not things that I merit for myself but rather they are things that God does. We, I get in the way of my blessing sometimes because I get proud. I can do it. I can figure it out. I can figure out the best way to preach. I can figure out the best way to song lead. I can figure out the best, rather than backing up and saying, God, I need your wisdom. God, I want your hand of blessing on my life. Not me doing it, not saying I can do it all on my own, but God, please pour out your blessing. I need to admit my helplessness. I need to be asking God for something that I myself can't do. That's why I love the verse in Matthew where it says that Christ will build his church. Because if it's up to me, we'll fail. I can help, I can be part, but it's, it, God's going to work. God's going to do it. And I, and I trust and I do the things that I can, but we, we, we do this, we pour out, we beg for God's blessing. Why do we beg for God's blessing on missionaries? I can't be there right now, can I? I can't be in my oat standing in line and trying to get a, someone's driver's license. Lord, bless the Crockett's. Allow them to get their driver's license so that they can do better ministry for you. Lord, bless them when they have their meals together. Lord, work it out. Pouring out for God's blessing on them because I can't be there. So we pour, we pour ourselves into it. Number two, we we ask and beg for God's blessing because God's blessings are not simply for ourselves. Which... This, this was for me just really hard because I pray for my happiness. I, I pray for things I need, want. And I have to look and say, wait, why do I, why do I need that? Why do I want that? It's, it's so, I can use it for a purpose. He says, why do we want your blessing? Verse two, that your ways may be known where? Upon the earth thy saving health among all the nations. Really interesting word there. The words for nation is the Hebrew word goyim. The goyim were the Gentiles. They were, it, it was a derogatory term often used by the Jews. You know, we are going most everybody in here that I know, you're goyim. We're not looked, we would not look highly, highly, we're not highly favored in a Jewish, a very highly Jewish society. We're just, we're the Gentile rubbish. But it's not being used in that term here and saying, hey, the goyim, us, we're going to be able to praise God. We're going to be able to be part of this. Why does God bless? So that we can know of God's blessing, that we can experience God's blessing. There's two ways to view this statement. One, uh, God's blessing is not simply individual, but corporate. Notice that he says, um, God be merciful unto us. The word us there is plural. It's talking, the prayer is not just for God be merciful to me. It is corporately looking at the group and saying, Lord, bless us. Bless our church. Bless our group of believers here. Bless my family. It's not just, not just to be soaked up. Lord, just bless me, bless me, bless me. If you're going to bless me, let me use it for, for others. Because it's not just for myself. He wants us. And God wants to bless His people; He wants to help us with that and, and give us those things. But we have to look and say, "Okay, why am I using them?" The other, the other way, the other idea here is that God's blessing is not just for God's people, but for the entire world. That's where the idea of the nations. And then look at the progression He makes. It says, "Let the let the the saving health among all the nations. Let the people praise Thee. Let all the people praise Thee. Oh, let the nations be glad." He he escalates it. He doesn't just say a couple. He doesn't just look and say, okay, all right, you, 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 you saw one person. Come, keep going. Tell others. Be a blessing to other people so that they can see your joy, so that they can see your gladness, so that they can see your confidence in God, and that they themselves may be able to then bless God. This, this idea here, it includes China. It includes North Korea. It includes Cuba, it includes Iran, it includes Syria, it includes Kenya, or, you know, you name, you name the country that you may just loathe when you hear it on the news. And yet the psalmist is saying, we want to see people praise God there. We want to see people excited and joyful and lifting up the name of God in those places. That's why we give. It's why we ask for prayer. It's why we seek the blessing on other missionaries and praying that God would work in those ways. I was uh, listening to one person preach on this and really one of the things he said is, so when's the last time you pray for Kim Jong-un to, or ill or whatever it is now? Ill? Yeah, to be, to be saved. I was like, never? <laughs> I haven't. But yet, it's a great, a great thought that says, wait, God is going to govern the nations upon the earth. God is in control of, he's got his hand on the steering wheel. He's well aware of what's happening in this, this world. I mean, how much better would our, would our world be if all the, nation, all the leaders actually glorified and were glad for who God was and worshiped him? And, and I understand that. And we look and say, well, that's a pipe dream. And yet, God is saying, I want all the nations to glorify him. I want all the nations to be glad, to to be excited, to hear the truth, and to glorify God, to follow after Him. So do I look and say all the the terms, all the nations of God. One of the other interesting things, remember Numbers chapter 6, the term, when they were quoting it there, they used the term Yahweh. Very personal name for God. When we get here in uh, Psalm 67, Yahweh is not used at all. It's Elohim which would, would take away maybe some of the hang-up. Oh, that's the Jewish guy. No, God is saying that I want to be worshipped by everybody. I want all the people to follow after me. And he says beyond that, he says, let the peoples praise thee. Praises to be expressed. Praises to be shared. He looks and he, he's saying, it's not just for me to be okay, God has blessed my life and I'm not going to say anything. But rather, God has blessed my life and I, I want to share it. I want to express it. God has blessed my life. He saved my soul from the pit of hell. You know, as we look at our lives, my life, we should seek God's blessing. Why? Not to squander it upon myself, but so that our gladness in God will spread to all nations. That our excitement for what God is doing in our midst We'll be fervent and and our friends are going to hear about it and and our neighbors are going to hear about it and we're going to just be talking about how great our God is and we want them to worship the greatness of our God too. We want our friends to know that. So I ask myself these questions. Am I seeking God's blessing for myself, for my family, for my church? Am Am I really pouring out my heart and saying, God, bless us? Am I asking God to instill in my heart, to instill in my kids' heart, Maybe your grandkids' heart. A burning desire for the nations of this world to be glad in Jesus Christ. To really be saying, Lord, help us to use what you have entrusted to us for the gospel. Lord, am I being a good steward of those blessings that you've given to me? And if I'm not, show me where I need to work at. Show me what I need to be better at so that the gospel, so that the nations can hear And so that ultimately you are even glorified more. So we keep blessing you. Lord, bless us. But bless us not so we can be rich fat cats. It's not a health and wealth gospel. Bless us so that we can be a blessing to others. So that the gospel can go forward. And that the nations of this world can continue to rejoice. And I, you know, I, We've done that a lot. It's exciting. We've got missions conference coming up. And it happens. But let's ask ourselves, let's, can we continually keep that before us? Keeping that idea before us to say, Lord, help me to be a blessing. Not just to be blessed or want to be blessed, but to be blessed to be a blessing.